Welcome in. Monday, Priority Talk Live right here on WXJC Radio. Hey, it's your friend Greg Davis here with you, and Jason's with He's your friend as well. Jason Bradley here with us as well. We hope you had a great weekend, and we welcome you into uh, a brand-new week of uh, Priority Talk right here on WXJC Radio. And, uh, hey, we're glad to be with you. We're going to be here all week. Fortunately or unfortunately. All week? For you and us, we'll Today be here all week. Today and four more days? Monday through Friday. Good all grief. the way through. What are you trying to do to me? We will be here. Yes, we will. we got a busy week. A lot going on as we uh, as we uh, zero in on the May 24th uh, election. Uh, primary elections is coming soon. I mean, it's just like really soon. So uh, we've got a lot to focus in on, a lot to uh, to focus to. A lot of people to talk to, a lot of issues to break down, and and uh, it's it's a it's as a political a season as it gets outside of a um, outside of a uh, presidential election, I guess you'd say a fall election. This is about as uh, as political of a season as as we really get into, but uh, we're glad to do it during this time because the stakes are high. It is very important, and we're going to be talking to uh, several folks who are vying for your vote coming up over this week and next week, uh, starting with uh, Wednesday, Greg Cook will be here. Greg is, I don't know Greg, uh, so we don't know each, we got the same name, but we don't know each other, so uh, don't hear me talking um, you know, favorably or friendly because I don't know him. I look forward to getting to know him, but he will be here Wednesday. And he is uh, going to be on the ballot statewide for Supreme Court. And, uh, guys, you, you know how important the court system is. And so it's really important that we elect the right kind of people to be on the Supreme Court. That is uh, critical. So Greg Cook will be here on Wednesday. Uh, also, uh, Thursday, Tim James will be in studio with us. Of course, you know uh, Mr. James is uh, running for governor. His name will be on the ballot statewide uh, in the gov- gubernatorial race, as will uh, Lindy Blanchard, who was just here, as it will uh, Lou Burdett, who I do believe will be on with us before the uh, May 24th date, and uh, possibly Dean Odell may uh, be in with us as well, trying to work that out. So uh, we've got a couple of really important conversations coming up this week that I think you're going to want to be uh, clued in on and be ready for. And of course, if you miss the live opportunity here between four and six, uh, we do post the, the show daily now to Priority Talk podcast. And you can find that on Google, Apple, Spotify, iHeart, TuneIn. It's there. So if you're a, a podcaster, if you've got a way that you listen to your podcast, you should be able to find us pretty easily. Uh, it's out there. That would be the audio. And uh, we also uh, post up some video as well. When we have a guest in studio, we'll often record that, the video portion, and we will post that as well. So we hope that you'll uh, pay attention for all of those opportunities. So if you miss something live, you do have the opportunity to, uh, to listen in at, a, at another time and, uh, or share it out or go back and listen again. So we hope you'll find that Priority Talk uh, podcast. Just type in Priority Talk. You'll find me. Uh, also, uh, we have our Greg Davis Conversations. is a, a separate podcast that we do, and uh, we put some conversations that we have there that uh, sometimes we have them on the show, sometimes we don't have them on the show. 
It, uh, it really just depends on the timing and the guest. And, uh, but if you sometimes like our conversations, the interviews, the guests that we're able to have, there's going to be more of those there than you'll actually even hear on the program. That is additional, con- additional uh, content for you at Greg Davis Conversations. So look up Priority Talk and look up Greg Davis Conversations. In fact, uh, we're going to be recording an interview this week with Pastor Chris Brown. He's now down in Columbia, Tennessee, but he has quite a story, and uh, he will be with us uh, talking about uh, his story as now told in his book, Restored. And, uh, man, I mean, the guy has uh, some kind of uh, of story, but he's now a a very uh, influential pastor and uh, has a great ministry. But um, you're going to want to hear his story. It'll be there at Greg Davis Conversations uh, later on uh, this week. Uh, Also this week, we're going to visit with Dr. Ben Carson. Many of you remember him from his 2016 presidential run. Was 16? Yeah, yeah, 16. Well, 15 and 16, actually. Well, yeah. Um, uh, He ran for president, of course, and then wound up being the uh, HUD secretary under Donald Trump. And uh, Mr. Carson, of course, is uh, quite a story. from abject poverty to uh, being a uh, world-renowned pediatric surgeon. Yeah, neurosurgeon. Neurosurgeon, yes. And so uh, we'll look forward to having uh, Dr. Ben Carson with us this week as well. You'll also be able to pick that up at Greg Davis Conversations. It will be there uh, also. So we've got all kinds of uh, uh, interviews and guests and people that uh, we're bringing to you, and we hope that you'll uh, plug in and, and get as many of those as you can. Of course, we'll post all of that to our uh, social media sites, so uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And I know some of you just aren't there. That's fine. Uh, just go to PriorityTalkRadio.com, and you, you can link it through there as well. Okay? I'm, uh, I'm getting to be less and less of a social media person myself, so um, that's fine. I, I don't hold that for you or against you. Everybody's making their own decisions. A lot of people are seem to be getting back on Twitter now, I'm noticing. Uh, people that weren't very active or had discontinued their account now that uh, Musk has bought it. I noticed that they're coming back onto Twitter. I, I don't know if that's good or bad, but it's happening. Um, it, you know, it, it's it's uh, one way or the other. I'm not for sure. But um, but it does seem as though some some people, I don't know if it's uh, you guys, our audience or not, but, but uh, more and more people are uh, picking. Well, you got people leaving Twitter, but then you got, I think, more people that would listen to our program and care about what we're talking about, more and more of us are actually uh, going back to Twitter. Now, I've, I never uh, have been that active on Twitter. We do have the um, the Priority Talk page, and uh, it's not super. I mean, we don't even have a 1,000 followers on there. Um, I think seven or 800 is all that we have. I've never really pushed for it, never really, uh, you know, I would post to there periodically, uh, I would say we're probably doing a better job of posting there now uh, than we have in, in the last few months. We've been doing a little better job. Uh, most all of our uh, social media followers, we, we have some on Instagram, but again, we haven't done a great job. Yeah, we're getting them redirected because originally they were falsely following the Greg Davis Spaghetti Hour. Oh, is that what it was? That's what it was, <laughs> and they, they got mistaken, but now they're, they're, we're going to try to swing them over to Priority Talk with Greg Davis. Most of our people, I think, that get our content from social media do it on Facebook. And yeah, not so, Greg Davis, the spaghetti chef. Don't, don't follow him. No, not him. There are some other Greg Davises out there that have radio programs and, and have ministry-type uh, content out there as well. There are some out there. So 
make sure you find the right one of us. That's why I'm very particular. Look up it's Priority Talk or look up Greg Davis Conversations. Conversations being the keyword, and that lets you know that um, it's uh, me and a guest and having uh, conversations about things that uh, are important, uh, like uh, good news and Christian values, and that's what you'll find here on WXJC Radio. Okay, we are uh, on our Facebook live stream. It's there for you. If you want to go check that out, you can do it on the, on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Priority Talk, and uh, you can get a live look into studio and uh, watch a little bit if you'd like. And then uh, also, you know, if you don't want to tie up your phone for that long, you can just turn it over, of course, to 101.1 FM or WXJCRadio.com. I think they should do it all. That way they've got you in stereo and well, 3D. no. High technicolor. We have to be realistic. People aren't going to do that. We have to be cool realistic. Get the ultimate deep immersive Greg Davis. There experience. are some people who stay on the stream for a while, and maybe I don't know if they're at work or they kind of pull it. I don't know. Maybe they're all doing that, and so um, they're getting that total immersive experience. But uh, it's like they're I'm, really here. I notice a lot of people on the uh, live stream. They uh, they see it on there, and it reminds them that we're on, and they turn on the radio when they get in the car, um, or uh, I do notice, I think people go back and catch it later as well and, and, and jump into it. But uh, do it does that, seem though. to be buffering a little bit on us right now, Jason. It has now, what's been, going yeah, on? It's, it's doing that with the last few minutes. I don't know if, it, if it's competing signal or something. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's all about it, that Wi Fi. So, uh, yeah, some sometimes days it's great, and sometimes it's just like we got to fight for it. Yep, some days it's perfect, and then other days it's really a struggle. But. Um, yeah, if it don't get any better than this, we might just need to discontinue for the day because that's a that's or restart a, it. I may have to restart it in a moment here. It's really struggling, so um, we hope that uh, it'll maybe it'll clean up for us here in just. Tell a few you minutes. what, when we go to break, I'll see if I can't restart that thing. See if we can get something better out of it. Think so? Hey, worth a try. I hate we do got some people on you there. Yeah, we Hello. don't want to deny yeah. people the ultimate greg davis video experience well that there's no ultimate experience there um, okay, the deep immersive experience quite honestly i think it does a good job of reminding people that we're on the radio it's greg in your face there if we go you, if you see it hey priority talks live greg davis is live you go oh oh it's time for the show and you you know maybe you're scrolling at work or where or wherever you may be yeah, we're or, car line or whatever nation there and then go. you get in the car and uh you know and, and you remember to turn it to 101.1 fm uh, that I think that's what happens a lot. Uh, okay, let's take a break. We've got stuff to talk about. I tell you, one of the craziest stories in a while, quite honestly, is out of Lauderdale County. Uh, this um, escaped capital murder, um, uh, con- been convicted, and this uh, sheriff deputy from the mm-hmm. prison, uh, you know, we mentioned this last week in that there was a uh, you know need to be on the lookout yeah there was an alert sent out. yeah i was up that way saturday up in uh, lauderdale county so we were you know keeping our eyes open like yeah, everybody else no was kidding. but i got a feeling they've long left lauderdale county but uh, you know you think about it while you're there uh but we'll, we'll run through this a little bit what are the theories um what happened to uh to this prison escape um maybe some of you have got some ideas or some thoughts on it but man there's been an update on it Yes, I know. We'll yeah. give it. We'll give the update. And maybe, um, uh, boy, you just got to hope for the best on this. I mean, there, there's some, this could this could have went yeah, really and bad. And it's hard to say what's going to happen out of that, too. This looks like a Dateline or a 60-minute. Oh, it's going national. One of those kind of, well, I mean, you know how they go back and do the two-hour-long 
exposés on this story oh, yeah. and what happened. This looks like yeah. one of those yeah. happening right before our eyes. And, you know, I think it was today that the national network started following this story. Yeah, it's a, it's a crazy one. Okay, let's take a break. We got to do it. 205-941-1011. What's your thoughts on this? What do you believe happened up in Lauderdale County with um, this capital murder um, suspect? It, well, yeah, suspect. I mean, but he, he's been convicted. And the prison it. guard. Yeah, and the prison guard. Is he a suspect if he's been convicted? He's a, he's a suspect. He was convicted of murder. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so he's been convicted and um, was, was serving a long, long sentence, obviously. And then you've got this uh, guard. So we'll, we'll talk about it some. I know you guys have been hearing about it, but there is an update. So we'll give you the full picture when we come back. Fox Mortgage, NMLS, 184762. Jim Corey, NMLS, 212-055. I just want to talk about my experience with Fox Mortgage. Cordarius Witherspoon is another very happy Fox Mortgage customer. They were able to get us refinance. We saved about 1.8% on our interest rate, and that saved us thousands of dollars on our monthly mortgage payment. We were able to also do a cash payout on our mortgage with that refinance, and we were able to pay off a lot of debt, so it was great for us. If you're looking to refinance your mortgage, I would highly recommend Fox Mortgage. The people over there at Fox Mortgage, Jody, Dawson, Melody, all of them were persistent in getting the rate that I needed, and they were really helpful. Hi, I'm Jim Corey, president of Fox Mortgage. I'm ready to help you with your mortgage needs. Call now, 661-6868. Fox Mortgage, where we're quick as a fox. Fox Mortgage President Jim Corey and his team, let them go to work for you. Jody, Dawson, Melody, look, they're great partners, and they will help you find the right program at the lowest rate with the lowest closing cost. They're ready to go to work for you today for that dream home, maybe your first home, refinancing, possibly a cash out to pay for some bills or some other things you've got in front of you. Let his team go to work for you today at 205-661-6868. It's Fox Mortgage and Jim Corey where they're quick as a fox, 205-661-6868. One Point USA is a security company serving churches and businesses in the state of Alabama. Don't wait until something happens to protect your employees and your valuable property. One Point USA's experienced staff understands your security needs and wants to help you before a problem arises. From video surveillance to card access control and commercial security systems, One Point USA has got you covered. Call One Point USA today at 205-701-0191. That's 205-701-0191 or visit onepointusa.com. That's the number one pointusa.com. One Point USA, be secure. I'm Richard Ross and you're listening to Greg Davis on Priority Talk Radio. Okay, and we're back in. Let's talk for a few minutes about this situation out of Lauderdale County. Uh, this came down uh, late last week, and you've got a uh, capital murder suspect, convicted murderer, um, who um, was sentenced uh, to 75 years in state prison. And, uh, of course, now this is for crimes in Limestone County, including kidnapping, attempted murder, robbery, burglary, um, he also tried to shoot his girlfriend, held roommates hostage in 2015, 
I mean, uh, just a bad dude. What a nice yeah. guy. Yeah, bad. Well, no, bad dude. Six foot six, two hundred sixty-two pounds. I believe. He, right? Yes, he confessed in 2020 to killing a woman in Rogersville. In 2015, then he uh, entered a not guilty plea to capital murder and was being held in the county jail awaiting trial. Okay, so I guess he hasn't been convicted of murder, uh, but he's he's been convicted of everything else and has has confessed to killing a woman in Rogersville back in 2015. I do not know anything about those cases. Maybe some of you who live up in that area may know about those or been affected by them. I would love to hear any of the backstory that you may could bring to light at 205-941-1011. If you know about uh, this Casey White, about his, uh, his criminal exploits. So he's got 75 years. Um, you know, there and, and waiting trial for capital murder. So he's one of these. He's got very little to lose when it comes to um, attempting to escape. So then you've got uh, Deputy Sheriff Vicki White, who I understood had an exemplary record, no problems, no issues, uh, never been suspect, never had any issues at all on the job. Kind of a big age gap between them two. She's like 56. I think he was 38. Is that right? She had put in for retirement. And was scheduled that, I think it was Friday, was her last day. Oh, wow. She had filed her p- retirement papers, sold her house. The, the, the story thickened. A couple of weeks ago for like $95,000 or something. Had uh, sold a house or her house, I'm not exactly sure, uh, two weeks ago. And um, so she decides um, she's going to take Casey White for a mental health evaluation, checks him out of jail. Now, this is part of her job. Now, they have a uh, policy that two officers would take, you know, such a, a criminal. Yeah. But there was no one available, apparently. Now, I don't know the whole story behind that. I'm going to ask Kay Ivy about that one. You know, why why was someone else not available? And, and mainly it's because he really didn't have a mental health evaluation planned. So maybe they didn't have someone available because there was nothing to do. So... Uh, she was going to drop off the inmate at the courthouse and then go get medical care because she said she wasn't feeling well. This is the whole story. I mean, this is, this is like I said, this is a Dateline-type drama. Oh, yeah, it probably will be later on. I, I, once we figure it out. So there was no such evaluation, mental health evaluation, for Mr. White scheduled. Uh, no court hearing was scheduled, nothing like that. They never made it to the place uh, where she, where he was to be dropped or she was to get medical, medical attention. Uh, and so that afternoon, officers who started going, hey, what's going on? They start trying to reach her, but her phone was going straight to voicemail. Then um, they realized that Mr. White had not been returned to the jail. And so there's a blue alert real quick. And um, a little bit later that day, they found the 2013 Ford Taurus patrol car that uh, she was driving, found it in a shopping center and in the parking lot. They found that uh, on Friday morning. So I guess all this took place on Thursday. Friday morning, they find the car, and they've uh, looked at the, uh, the, all the, the cameras and everything to find out what went on. Um, there's no evidence so far that, that they've been forthcoming with that shows that there was any, um, either one them getting into another vehicle to leave. But apparently something happened. 
so, you know, now she is uh, been criminally charged now as well. So they she is now a, being a suspect and yeah, they, be arrested. Yeah, they released a, a, an arrest warrant today. An arrest her. warrant for her as well. So apparently they have good reason to believe that she was in on this. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And, and that seemed obvious from the get-go that something was going on there. He had wooed her with his criminal ways, and she has failed. She sold her house. She filed for retirement. I mean, do you think you can run off with a criminal and draw your retirement at the same time? Something there doesn't make sense. The question is, did they go and get away somewhere together, or did he play her and then dispose of her? I think those are sort of some of the options I'm seeing and thinking through. But um, this one is one to watch and see how it plays out. And it may be a long time before we ever know. What do you know about it? What do you think about it? 205-941-1011. How about some of you folks up in Lauderdale County? What's the word? This is Greg, and I want you to know about my friend Jeff Harding and Alabama Reliable Roofing. Your local roofing expert since 1998, Alabama Reliable Roofing provides residential and commercial clients with exceptional roofing services. Jeff and his experienced team are well-equipped to provide repairs and installations of shingle and metal roofs. Look, I know the importance of a roof and that it's one of the biggest investments you make in your home, place of business, or church facilities. Alabama Reliable Roofing understands this as well and has the experience to work with your insurance company in case of storm damage. So whether your roof has suffered from storm damage and needs repairs, or it just may be time for a new roof, you need an inspection to determine the next steps. Company owner Jeff Harding is waiting on your phone call and will be personally involved with every job. Call him at 205-369-9630 for a no-obligation conversation and a free estimate. Look at their work on the Alabama Reliable Roofing Facebook page and then call Jeff at 205-369-9630. Alabama Reliable Roofing, 205-369-9630. And now, back to Priority Talk with Greg Davis. My life be like... Priority Talk Live, just past the bottom of the hour, Monday. Glad you're with us. 101.1 FM, WXJC Radio, Good News, Christian Values, right here. Also find us on our Facebook page, Priority Talk, facebook.com slash Priority Talk. we got the live stream going there, and it's doing better. It's looking better, I think. I'm, I glanced at it a minute ago. Oh, is it? Okay. All right. Struggling. I don't know what the deal is today. Anyway, we're there. Check it out if that's your if that's uh, if you just want to get a look in studio, you can do it. It's Monday, and uh, if that's you want to try to listen there, you can as well. Yeah, it's Monday. Who knows? Um, so if they have now issued an arrest warrant for this uh, deputy, don't you think they must have some video or something? They've got to have something to go off of. Yeah. They're, they're, they they found something. There's some type of not just circumstantial. Circum, well, besides circumstantial, they're, yeah, they're going to have some kind of communication, some type of video out there that you know alerts them to the fact that wait wait a minute something was not on the up and up with 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 this supposed perp walk perp exchange perp taking to medical facility kind of thing. Mm-hmm. They they've got something to now charge her as well. Um, 
how, how I just don't understand. I don't know how um, she is a 19 year year veteran. I think it yeah. was 19 years. Yeah, she, I think she's 56. Um, fall can fall for for something like that. Yeah, and and you, yeah, I mean that's that, how, mu- how much conversation does an inmate like him have with a it, you know a deputy su- there? Surprisingly, it doesn't take much. And this is not the first story I've seen of this happening in Al- in Alabama. Sure. Prisons. Oh no, it happens. Uh, and it does happen between male guards and female gu- uh, female prisoners, mm-hmm. and vice versa. Uh, and it's a very strange situation because when you have someone who has been on the you know a- 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 as a jail guard that long. Dealing yeah. with prisoners, you would think that they know all the ins and outs, the hit, the tricks, the head games, the talk, the, the coercion and, and, and manipulation and everything else that a prisoner can try to do to get what they want. And yet there are those times when, for whatever reason, they're the weirdest chemistry forms between yeah. those two people, which is not right by any means. But you know. I guess I just don't know much about it. But I, I just how mu- I, I wouldn't think there would be enough interaction between one particular deputy who apparently her job, or at least a big part of her job, was transporting people back and forth. Um, what was she doing around male prisoners, though, for that long? That's a big question. And why was a supervisor not picking up on this? Yeah, there were lot, there's lots of problems. And a then, lot of loopholes in and that. And then why is she allowed to take a prisoner by and herself to a, 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 a meeting that wasn't even planned. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that goes up the chain of command yeah. to whoever was in, in ahead of that particular prison. And she was taking him for some kind of, a, 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 you know, a, a evaluation, and there wasn't an evaluation. No, there wasn't. So h- how many breakdowns were there in this to come to this? So what happens? I mean, let's just think, uh, and I'd love to hear your you guys' um ideas or thoughts or, or what you know about this some of you up in that area probably have got more insight into this uh 205-941-1011 do they you think they get to they've got another loca- location she's got another car ready for them or a way for them to get to another car uh then they go leave maybe he they're they've got a plan to get out of the country they get a pretty good little head start because no one really realizes there's a problem, I think, until, you know, six, eight hours later. Yeah, I've got to wonder whether whether they're in Mexico right now. Well, that's the thing. You know? or, or did she make it to Mexico? Yeah, you know, you'd have to have an ID it? now. I mean, technically, yeah. you would. Is of course, he you somewhere cross still the border. in the United States and it's just him now? I mean, if you can illegally, can you cross the border into Mexico illegally? Oh, yeah. In Texas? There's yeah. any spot in Texas where there's the, 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 the borderline is so porous. Yeah. They're walking across. Well, I know the they're States coming this the way. Are people going? Can you go the other way, oh, yeah, or does absolutely. Mexico? Yeah, you're. I mean, you're looking at barbed wire. Does she even make it that far, or is she going to be found somewhere? I mean, this guy's already confessed to one murder. He's kidnapped, and I mean, he's got a rap sheet. You know, um, did does she even make it with him to Mexico? Or did he completely use her? Uh, but yeah, her job um, coordinates all transports from the detention center to the court. So she knew that protocol called for two sworn deputies to be with him at all times. And so um, they say all the precautions were in place. The question for Director White is why she violated the policy. But um, don't you have 
layers of of accountability for that? I mean, even though it's her job, does someone else have to say, oh, no, you can't leave the building. I can't push the button to open the door unless there's two sworn officers with this man who's been charged with a capital murder and already admitted to it and, and convicted on many other criminal or, you know, violent crimes. So it's who else may be in on it, I guess is what I'm saying. I I don't know. I don't know that. Okay, I was because, well. How, I, how many people are in on this? Well, I knew the connection. And it's it's a money-making deal. It's all about um, um, smuggling crepes from France into the, into the country. <laughs> is that what it is? That's what it is. Well, this is I'm a serious kidding. subject. So, you know, there just seems to be such a breakdown here. It makes you wonder how that could happen and what are the reasons behind it. Okay, up in Moulton, it's Scarlett, and she's she's closer to it. What what do you think, Scarlett, or what have you heard? Well, I haven't really heard anything, but I did. Um, you know, I noticed that the last name she her last name is White, and his last name is White. But they said I watched it this morning, and it said that there was no relation, you know, relationship whatsoever, as far as like relationship with Ken or anything like that. Right. Yeah. No. So no. I, no. Uh, yeah. No family but relation. What I think is that, you know, for her to be such a long-time veteran and been in the, like you said, she should know all the ins and outs and all the tricks and mind games and everything that they play. So it makes me think that she either got, like, just, I don't know if she either got persuaded and or she got maybe scared and that was her way out. And I don't, or she got scared when he told, when she said that she got had to be, when she got sick and she needed to go have medical care, Makes me wonder if she didn't get scared and that was her excuse, and then ended up, you know, he wouldn't let her leave, or I don't know, yeah. or she may. I mean, you hate to say it, but the worst case scenario, he could have hurt her, you know. Oh no, there's no doubt. I I felt like the her saying I'm going to the doctor, I don't feel well, was to buy herself more time. They wouldn't be looking right, for her right. to come directly back. They would have said, "Oh yeah, she dropped him off, and then she was going to the that doctor." Makes, I didn't think about that. So yeah, I, yeah. to me, that if 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 that's if she's in on the ploy and all that, that's part of uh, setting up buying time. And in the meantime, they they've swapped vehicles, and right. and are getting out of Lauderdale County as quick as possible, getting out of the state of Alabama, and headed to wherever. Now, to me, the question is, did he dump her somewhere, or is she still with him? I, I, right, I, that's what makes you wonder. And you'd think they'd be able to ping her phone if she still got her phone, but I feel like she's ditched the phone. Probably so. I mean, being in law enforcement, she knows how all that works. Uh, she would know how her. easily you'd be followed. Uh, she had just sold her house two weeks that's ago. What, I didn't know that until you said that. That was crazy. So maybe she she's married? got a. Apparently not. Maybe she's got a wad full of cash. Yeah. And able to travel. Had a midlife crisis. <laughs> and able to. Um, uh, you know, a, able to put in your retirement papers, and that's supposed to, like the next day was your is your last day. I mean, you can't draw your wow. retirement and be a, a a you know be on the loose, a criminal on the loose. They don't they don't forge you your retirement. <laughs> no, that's what I was thinking when they said that on the on the news this morning, and it was national news. I can't remember which channel, but anyway, and I was like, wow. And they said she had just put in her retirement, yeah. and I was like. You have got to be kidding me. Is she having a midlife crisis or what is going on? But there's more to it. She wasn't married, or do you know? Does she have children or anything? I, I've never seen that where she was married or had children. I haven't seen either way. I wonder what the, you know, if they've got 
or I don't know. But no, that was just my two cents Thank worth. You. I don't know much, but I am close to Lauderdale County, but that blew my mind when I seen that. I was like, wow. Yeah, well, it's national news now, and, and it's going to be yes. uh, for a while, I would think. All right, Scarlett, thank yep. you for the phone call, ma'am. Oh, no problem. Thank yes, you. Yes, ma'am. Bye-bye. All right. Yeah, the number 205-941-1011. Some of you up that way have got to have a little insight into this, I would think. You can call in anonymous if you know something. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm really you interested. You don't have to give your name. If you want to remain anonymous, you know, we'll make up a name for don't you. Don't call in and lie on stuff, but we don't normally do that. But if you if you just don't want to be quoted uh, under your name, that's fine. Um, yeah. But there's a question gotta, about all that. Did she like them tall, dark, and deadly, or tall, dark, and gruesome? <laughs> I mean... I just I mean, really have you seen a picture of the guy right yeah you know oh my gosh well I've seen pictures where he looked pretty rough and then I've looked seen pictures where he didn't you know I get being in prison will do that to you yeah. Um, mm. I uh, yeah she wasn't but, exactly spoiled for choice on that but <laughs> I, I you know I've seen where women and I guess it happens the other way around but I've seen where women become fascinated with someone in jail that they don't even know. Especially the, the, the biological bad boy yeah. thing. Yeah. And for some reason, they, they sort of latch on and, uh, and you know, form a relationship with them and, and things. And, uh, and I've, I've, I've actually, I actually know of stories where that worked out. You know, I've, I've seen stories. It's where, weird. So, but when you're, a, when you're a sheriff working in the system, it just doesn't seem like that should happen. No kidding. Uh, some, something about that. Well, and the training that they, that the prison guards Doesn't get, that, right. that, that the sheriff deputies get, that, that any patrol officer gets, as far as the psychology about most of these people that, that end up being bad folks that don't need to be in society, you would think over the number of years that they that training should be kicking in first. It should be first instinct for the majority, and it usually is. But it's so strange when you get one of them that's just kind of like, if they've gone most of their life single, no kids, never been married, and they are hitting a midlife crisis point, you, yeah, it's, I didn't say it, that doesn't mean it's like totally uncommon, but it's just so strange to see if, if that's what unfolded in this well, situation. Well, you see what that guy could play off of. But again, how much interaction are you having with somebody? I mean, it, it's, and it, it not be questioned by supervisors. Yeah, I mean, are you not sitting in their cell spending hours and hours with them? I mean, you're moving people around. You're transporting them here to there. Uh, maybe I'm naive as to the way the, the prison system works, but I, I just don't see the sheriff sitting around well, uh, creating a, a romantic um, relationship with prisoners, well, having again, that kind of opportunity to do that. You know, to add what you're saying, that this beggars the question, how badly is our law enforcement still underfunded here in the state of Alabama? Are they in that much need of more prison guards, more de- sheriff deputies, yeah. more patrol officers in, in their area or in and around these prisons? And are they being ignored? And is the money that's supposed to be earmarked for that being pocketed elsewhere in Montgomery? Well, I don't know about I, I don't know about all that. I have no idea. I mean, um, I mean it beggars the question, I mean, at least. I, it, no one can get people to work right now. Look, you can have money and you can't get somebody to take a job. Oh, but, our low, but our unemployment's at, a, at an all-time low, they tell us. Yeah, somehow. Uh, it just means people aren't trying to get jobs is what that means. So don't don't be fooled by that. So anyway, uh, just a crazy situation um, out of Lauderdale County. And I, who knows when we'll ever know anything else about this again. Uh, it, it could be it could be years 
or there could be a break before we get off the air. This is one of those. That's an iffy thing. You just never will know how or when this is going to fall out. Uh, my fear is that she's going to be found somewhere. Good possibility. That's my fear. I, I, I kind of see that happening. That, that he played her, got her to get him out, promised romance, and they got out and then somewhere along the way he 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 did her took her in you know she would have had a they said a nine millimeter on her um he didn't need that to kill her he got a six nine what two sixty something well and you think about this too though if he's six foot six two sixty two he sweet talked her she sold her house and and she let him know all this stuff and they found that the, the car at a parking lot yeah. of, of like a was a did they say a discount store or a shopping mall Some or something shopping, like that? Shopping, yeah, strip mall. And he probably knew that told her to force her to go to an ATM, get her the money, yeah. get him. The if money. she didn't already have it, I mean, if, if they plan to it, escape yeah. together, exactly, she probably already had the money. He took the money. He's dumped her somewhere. Yeah, he he probably kept her until he didn't need her. He dumped her somewhere. I, I hope not. Yeah, I really hope not. I hope. They're both alive, and they're both apprehended. But I want to tend to agree with that story, but though. I my, mean, it sounds plausible. That's my strong fear, is that uh, this guy played her and then has done away with her, and then who knows if he'll ever be heard from again. Um, if he's got money and opportunity and he, he's uh, got he's got everything to look, to gain and nothing to lose from his standpoint in that he's already uh, you know serving 70-something years and he's up for capital murder that he's already confessed to. Uh, you just got to hope that he doesn't kill more people than her or, or any others. Anyway, it's a crazy story. All right, um, let's take a break. We can take your phone calls, finish out the hour. If you've got thoughts on this, we'll move on to some other stuff. 205-941-1011. Priority Talk. Hey, Priority Talk listeners, Greg Davis here, and I want to tell you about the newest sponsor to the show, and that's Pesty.com. Pesty.com is pest control just done better. Pesty.com uses pro-grade formulas to defend your home against all kinds of pests, and it's delivered directly to your door. It's easy to use and safe for the kids and pets. And at one quarter of the cost of traditional pest control companies, it's a no-brainer. Pesty.com is backed by 100% satisfaction guarantee. That means if you're not satisfied, they'll refund your money 100%. So check them out at Pesty.com, that's P-E-S-T-I-E.com, and protect your home or business this season. Make sure you use the promo code GREG at checkout. That's Pesty.com and use the promo code G-R-E-G at checkout to save 10% off your order. Hi, this is Robert Amaya, a.k.a. the Snake King from Courageous, and you're listening to Priority Talk with Greg Davis on WXJC. And we return for the final few moments here of hour number one on Monday afternoon. That's 4.52. We're glad you're with us. A lot of people saying this brings up uh, memories of 2000, Etowah County Jail, named Donna Marie Hawkins. She um, was guilty in escaping, uh, helping an uh, inmate escape, a guy named uh, M- Mario Centobi. Now, a lot of you remember that name because he uh, later on wound up uh, killing um, another 
a police officer out in Moody, Alabama, out I-20. Yep, not too far from where I was living at the time. Officer Keith Turner. And so um, this seems to be very similar to that situation. She, if I remember right, and if I read right, she basically opened up a door and let him walk out um, is what happened. But then there were he was writing her letters um, for a couple of weeks while he was out on the, on the loose and uh, was uh, writing letters, which showed that there was this uh, jailhouse relationship, going, uh, romantic relationship. And uh, these letters uh, and such seems like uh, helped lead to his capture. But in the meantime, he uh, did have a big shootout and, uh, and, and murdered, executed, basically, um, Keith Turner, Officer Turner out in Moody, Alabama. And so uh, he was captured um, a couple of months later. He was held up there, I think, at a hotel right off the interstate, if I remember right. Um, seems like it was right off the, the Moody Leeds exit there is that right yeah he wasn't far from it yeah it was somewhere um, close by it, there. it was it, it was literally i think the area where they found him was a wooded area that was like if i remember correctly I but i think he was that. held up in a hotel and that's where the encounter with the the, the yeah, officer escaped out of that yeah that, yeah i guess keith turner yeah that, they, they, they uh, went in on that hotel in moody and then they found him in a wooded area between moody and trustful uh kind of a swampy area and i and i know where that is because I used to live not far from there, like two or three miles. So, yeah. I well, he that. was recaptured and then was uh, executed. He was by lethal injection in 2005. So um, this does sound similar to that. Now, the lady Hawkins, who allowed him to, 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 to escape, she pled guilty and was sentenced to 10 years in prison and served with 18 months to serve. So only 18 months. I, I, that's amazing to me. You allow a, uh, a, a career criminal like this, very dangerous person, you allow them to walk out of prison, enable the them to walk law out, enforcement officer. which causes the death of uh, Officer Turner, and you serve a year and a half. Uh, that's, uh, that's amazing. Yeah, who was the judge in that case? I mean, come on. They I don't know. They might have the just been following the, the sentencing, you know what I mean, guidelines. It's uh, a lot of times... The judges probably get a bad rap out of it, and sometimes deservedly so, but then sometimes it's just, uh, you know, I guess they don't attach the fact that all she got all she got convicted on was you let him escape. She doesn't carry the weight of what he did once he escaped. I guess there's, I don't know if there's not a way to connect those things together. What the plausibility would be. Uh, I, I guess. I, I'm just, you know, just throwing it out there. But uh, this is similar. So these type of situations, as you said, it's happened in Alabama before. And um, it's uh, it's uncommon, but it's not that uncommon, I guess you would say. Uh, so anyway, my guess is these these folks uh, are way away from Lauderdale County in Alabama, and there is no telling. And hey, this this guy, if he has uh, gotten rid of her, he he may be hard to find. I mean, true. quite honestly. And and look, we've got illegals all over the country nobody can find. This is true. And, I mean, they, they could be in any part of the United States. He yeah. could be in any part of the United States. Or, or the world, for that matter. He yeah. could have he could have left. I mean, if she sold her house for $95,000, and you know, let's just say if he's got $75,000 cash on him, I mean, if you you can get across the border, you can live you can he, live pretty good yeah, for a while on $75,000 in Mexico. It can go a long way. That's four times the money's four times the worth of it down there. 
So this guy may, he may never be found. Or as we said, he may be found before the show's over today. <laughs> there's just no, it, there's no way of knowing. But but it does have reminisce, make you reminisce of 2000, Etowah County. And I assume that uh, she has served her time. Uh, Donna Marie Hawkins and is out and could be listening to us right now for all I know. Um, I, I would be so interested to know how that type of relationship happens in prison. How an officer um, becomes so susceptible that they uh, fall for a, a violent criminal and that you uh, basically put everything of your whole life, sell your house, file for retirement, and you can't draw the retirement. I mean, you can't be a runaway fugitive and draw your get get your money in your bank account. It doesn't work that way. Um, anyway, we'll let, we'll uh, we'll wrap up with this this hour. But uh, just a fascinating case here in our state. It is getting a lot of national media attention, so we felt like it's uh, it's worth us mentioning. We've got a lot coming at you here the next couple of days. We want you to be with us and uh, be be clued in and to, as to what's happening on the program. And if you miss anything, you can, of course, catch it on the podcast as well. Uh, we're going to visit with um, this week. I forgot to mention, uh, we're going to visit with T.C. Stallings, who is a, a great actor in a lot of the Christian uh, faith films. First time I remember seeing him was in the movie Courageous back in the day. And he's been in several others. Um, he's a really, really strong actor. He's in a new movie called No Vacancy that's going to be in theaters coming up soon. And I got to preview it and watch it. And we're going to visit with T.C. Stallings coming up this week. Uh, we're also going to visit with Dr. Ben Carson. You'll remember as he ran for president back in 2016, served as the uh, uh, director of the HUD under President Trump. Uh, we're going to visit with Greg Cook, whose name will be on the ballot May 24th on the Republican primary ballot. He's running for uh, state Supreme Court. And then Tim James, running for governor, will be here with us as well coming up on Thursday. So uh, it's a big week and probably be a couple of other things that will wind up being in there as well. So you want to uh, listen in live between 4 and 6, and then you want to check out the podcast each and every day as well. Find that on your uh, favorite podcast platform, Apple, Google, et cetera, et cetera. Priority Talk. It'll be there for you. All right, uh, we'll uh, take that as the top of the hour, and we'll be right back. We've got another hour yet to come. We hope you'll stay with us as long as you possibly can here on a nice Monday afternoon. It's hour number two here on your Monday drive home. Hope everybody is uh, doing very, very well out there. Greg Davis here with you. It's Priority Talk Live, WXJCRadio.com, 101.1 FM. And we're uh, thankful to have you with us today. God bless you. And uh, have a have a nice ride home for those of you in the car or uh, maybe this time of year. What are folks doing? Headed to ball practice, that kind of stuff as well. Going through the drive-thru. D- drive-thru, but a lot of this time of the year. Yeah, going through the drive-thru, getting kids to practice, things like that. Cheeseburger time. All that kind of deal. Um, so anyway, whatever you're doing, we're glad you're with us. And some of you just getting in the car, headed home from work. Uh, we spent a good bit of last hour reviewing the weekend and then talking about uh, this crazy story out of Lauderdale County uh, with the uh, escaped um you know, criminal who was going to be a convicted murderer. He's already he confessed to a murdering a lady and was awaiting trial. So, uh, uh, and then this uh, 17-year-old uh, 
a veteran, sheriff's veteran, uh, allows or helps him escape. And uh, that's the thinking now, as a warrant has been issued for her arrest as well. So that is some of the breaking news today on that. The, uh, the sheriff who uh, apparently sold her um, house two weeks ago turned in her retirement papers this uh, last week. Friday was to be her last day. Uh, and then she breaks all kinds of protocols, uh, helps this man escape. That seems to be very obvious at this point. The only question now is where are they, who's still alive, who's not alive. Who knows, maybe they go off and live blissfully forever after in Mexico and no one ever hears from them again. But that doesn't seem like the likely scenario uh, in this kind of situation. Uh, it's a dateline, 60 minutes, whatever you want to call it, story. Uh, but but they can't tell it, it yet happen, yeah. because we don't know what happened. Um, but this may be one of those stories 20 years from now. Uh, or you may be seeing on, on some cable channel. Yeah, yeah, those kind of things. Six months, yeah. Yeah. But it could be 20 years from now there's a story done, and you go, oh, I remember that, you know. Coming up on Mysteries and More. Or it could, yes, or it could be one that's never solved. So Yeah, one of those. If, uh, if you've got any thoughts, comments, questions, theories, inside knowledge, this is in our listening audience, and we have a lot of listeners up that way. I, hard for me to believe some of you don't uh, have some connection to this. Yeah, we, uh, we had a call last hour, and, mm-hmm. and she didn't want to go on the air, but she said that apparently that also happened two years ago in Morgan County. Mm. There was a uh, prisoner, uh, and, and a male male prisoner, female. Really? Yeah. Well, so, maybe it's not a good idea to have the women around the men. To have men, men at the women's prisons and women at the men's prisons. Yeah, I mean, that I thought that that was kind of the rule. And I know there's logistical problems. I, I mean, I get it, but... I think Governor Meemaw needs to step in and but solve maybe, this whole problem. Maybe there's maybe that's not a good idea. And, of course, nowadays, you know, those of you watching our live stream, I'm trying to scratch my back. Um, Ow. I got a, got a, you got a weird way of doing that, well, dude. Well, I didn't know what else to do. I, I do the same thing, though. I, I, I get up against, like, the, the, the I brace myself against the door, door the door. Yeah, facing. I do that, too. Man, I'm like an old bear when I do my that. My wife hates that. Well, I, yeah, I lived alone I've got for, for so many years. I'm just kind of like, yeah. I need to bring one here. Any corner of a wall or a door frame, hey, that, that's <laughs> my that's best But that's part buddy. of the entertainment of uh, listening or watching the live stream yes, on Facebook. Yes, Greg is doing his impersonation of most gorillas at the zoo house. At the zoo ape house. There yes. we go. Um, all right. I, I, I opened this last week, but we never got into it. And I just want to give some thoughts on the student loan issue. Um the canceling of student loans is um, a very controversial subject right now. You've got the progressives who this is nothing, this is not progressive to do this. It's actually regressive. We'll we'll address that in a moment. Uh, Pushing Biden to cancel student loans. Now, I've seen some people excited about this that have student loans and they're and they're sort of excited about this, and and I part of me wants to go. You know, uh, I doubt they're going to cancel yours. <laughs> this won't be as good as it sounds if they do it. I just, I just got a feeling that um, you know these people I know are you know went to college and they've got some student loans, and they've got good jobs and are responsible people and are currently employed and you know, and the I just got a feeling. Yours will never get canceled. It'll be other people's who will be canceled. That I, that's just one angle I take on it. But um, this whole thing of student loans has been a problem for a long time. 
Do y'all remember a couple of weeks ago I I did a diatribe on certain kinds of people in the workplace, those who uh, those who are problem solvers and then problem avoiders, you know? There, there's people within your work that their job is to help you avoid problems. Troublemakers like me. And their work often goes unheralded because you never you don't have a problem. So they, they avoid problems. Then you've got people, then you've got problem causers. You know, those are obvious. That's Jason right there. And then you've got people that are problem solvers. And I, I contend you don't get to be the problem causer and then also be uh, the one who solves the problem. You shouldn't be both. You don't get to cause a problem and then get credit for solving the problem that you created. But you can if you're a Democrat. But that's the game they want to play. Um, the government, and I, I, I'm not even blaming one side or the other, the government has created this problem. There's been a, a student loan problem in this country for a while. I, I don't know um, everything about it, okay? I, I'm not an expert. I, I'm just an observer, and I've tried to do some reading on this. Uh, I, I went back, and I found... Uh, a timeline of the history of student loans and in its various and sundry and there's been different times the, the first student loans were offered to students attending Harvard in 1840 um, then you know there's other things that go on in there but then you got to then there's the GI Bill that comes along and it was to help World War II veterans get money to go to college uh, at, at free or, or very discounted um, over time veterans accounted for nearly half of the people attending college it was the way you went to college you you served in the military you had a GI Bill you went to college that was very very common uh, then in the late 50s you had federal student loans are offered and this is done under the National Defense Education and it was done to help the US compete with other countries namely the old Soviet Union. And so high school students who showed a lot of promise in things like science and math, if they thought they could be engineers or even if they had foreign language skills, uh, people who wanted to be teachers, they were offered grants, scholarships, and, and student loans. So college becomes even more accessible. Uh, in the 60s, there was the Higher Education Act. And it was established to provide educational opportunity grants to colleges recruiting students uh, with considerable financial need. Now we get into need-based. Um, the Higher Education Act established the Guaranteed Student Loan Program. We also know it as the uh, uh, FFELP, uh, the Federal Family Education Loan Program. And that allowed banks and private institu financial institutions to provide government-subsidized and guaranteed loans to students. Now, this is where we started kind of getting over the line. Now, several other things went on in the uh, 60s and 70s. Um, uh, you had the Pell Grants that came along in, in, the, in 1972, and that was, again, to help in-need students attend college. Uh, college during the 70s and 80s becomes much more common because not because more people could afford it or more people were uh, planning for it but it just became that that next step of public education the money was available then in 92 
the higher education amendments uh, create FAFSA. Now, that's what we all know now, the F-A-F-S-A, FAFSA. You can't do anything nowadays without FAFSA. can't tell you how many hours I yes. have spent on the computer with that. And you have, too, with your kids, Absolutely. probably. Oh, Look, my goodness. You cannot even go to college, I, I don't think, without filling this out. Every time I've had to go through that with my daughter or my son in the past, I've wanted to go outside afterwards and rub my head in gravel yes. because my brain was hurting so bad. Well, that Ugh. was uh, established in 92, and it was a lending program and uh, unsubsidized loans which meant that students had to cover interest costs while in school rather than the government. And so up until this, the federal government was totally subsidizing student loans, even the interest. But now we're beginning to see sort of this modern-day student loan system that so many of us have, uh, have, have dealt with. And so there's some other things through here, the Student Loan Reform Act, that was in 93. Um, it, it just got looser and looser. And then uh, 2005, you had the Higher Education Reconciliation Act. That reduced loan fees from 4% to 1%. Allows graduate students to take out plus loans, so go into more debt. And so student debt is just ballooning. Now, the whole time in this, what's happening is that the demand for college is going up. Because now, it's not that hard to get to college. I mean, the money's available. Whether you have to pay it back or not pay it back, whether it's grants, loans, or whatever, uh, scholarships, the money is becoming so available uh, that now, and, and and you have sports growing as well. You had um, Title IX, which brought about growth of female sports, so that, that made a lot more scholarships. So you got so many more people going to college, it raised the demand of college. So what do colleges do? They begin to raise their prices, okay, the tuition, all the And they're the getting fees. government aid as well. Because everything started ballooning because it could. The colleges went, hey, all these students want to come. They're not really worried about how much it costs because they're getting loans or they're getting money from the government in some form or fashion. They don't really care how much it costs. So the cost just kept going up and up and up and up until you see where we are now. So then take it to um, – 2010, um, there was legislation proposed uh, under the Obama administration that eliminated the FFELP, we talked about a moment ago, and it required all new federal student loans to be direct loans as part of a direct lending program that was launched back in 93. So it marries it all together. And so at this time, 2010, private lenders began offering private student loans to students independently from the government. So everybody's got in the business now. In 2010, student loan debt is $811 billion. Uh, in 2012, the total amount of student loans passes a trillion dollars. In 21, outstanding student loan debt now is $1.7 trillion. You see how this is just going so fast. Um, it took all that time to get to $1 trillion, and then within 10 years, it almost doubles to $2 trillion. Then... The coronavirus comes, yep, and it pushes the federal government to put all the federal student loans in forbearance, meaning you don't have to make your payments, and uh, you don't—you're not even accruing interest. So people quit making the payments, and uh, this is sort of where we've got to now. There's been quite a journey on these student loans. Now, 
my contention is, and we'll, we'll take a break and come back, maybe give me your thoughts. My contention is that this whole student loans has been predatory for a long time. It's been predatory. People have gotten duped into this stuff. 18-year-old kids are not smart enough or wise enough to know what decisions to make about college. And, and if they're going to take out all these tens and tens and tens and tens of thousands of dollars of loans. It's predatory in nature. And that adds to the mix. Now, we know that debt is a bad thing. The Bible teaches us that. We'll talk about that. All right, I got to take a break. 205-941-1011. We're talking student loan debt. And this uh, threat or promise, depending on how you look at it, by Biden to cancel it or cancel much of it. It's very controversial. I'd love to know your thoughts on it. We'll be right back. Fox Mortgage, NMLS, 184-762. Jim Corey, NMLS, 212 I just want to talk about my experience with Fox Mortgage. Cordarius Witherspoon is another very happy Fox Mortgage customer. They were able to get us refinance. We saved about 1.8% on our interest rate, and that saved us thousands of dollars on our monthly mortgage payment. We were able to also do a cash payout on our mortgage with that refinance, and we were able to pay off a lot of debt, so it was great for us. If you're looking to refinance your mortgage, I would highly recommend Fox Mortgage. The people over there at Fox Mortgage, Jody, Dawson, Melody, all of them were persistent in getting the rate that I needed, and they were really helpful. Hi, I'm Jim Corey, president of Fox Mortgage. I'm ready to help you with your mortgage needs. Call now, 661-6868. Fox Mortgage, where we're quick as a fox. Fox Mortgage and President Jim Corey, they create lasting relationships with their clients. Young adults call on Jim for their mortgage needs because their parents enjoyed an excellent mortgage experience maybe years ago. Put Fox Mortgage to work for you. Call Jim and his team at 205-661-6868. They're quick as a fox. Call them at 205-661-6868. One Point USA is a security company serving churches and businesses in the state of Alabama. Don't wait until something happens to protect your employees and your valuable property. One Point USA's experienced staff understands your security needs and wants to help you before a problem arises. From video surveillance to card access control and commercial security systems, One Point USA has got you covered. Call One Point USA today at 205-701-0191. That's 205-701-0191 or visit OnePointUSA.com. That's the number OnePointUSA.com. OnePointUSA. Be secure. Shalom, Birmingham. This is Sam Nadler with Word of the Messiah Ministries, praying for the peace of Jerusalem and the peace of Birmingham. God be with you. Okay, we're back with you. Greg Davis here with you 26 minutes after the hour, and uh, we're glad to be here. We're talking debt, student loan debt. And uh, sort of breaking it down, we gave you a little bit, just an overview of, of the history of student loans uh, here in America. I, I sense that, I say now that these have been predatory for quite some time. Uh, fortunately, you know, I, I've seen this and the dangers of student debt. And, uh, you know, I've got two kids in college, and I have um, been, a been able to steer them both away from falling for this sucker plan of student debt you know I, I, even even your sharpest smartest 
18-year-olds, it just looks too easy. And look, and they live too good when they go off to college, and it's all sort of paid for until you graduate. Hey, I'm glad mine is graduating this Saturday. Yeah, this Saturday. But but I, but but the thing is, you're you're also right about this. Your your middle schools, your high schools are not preparing these kids to know how to balance a checkbook, how to apply for a mortgage, how to apply for credit cards, to understand how a credit card works, how percentages and well, rates work, and how the, the predatory lending can it, it well, can, and I understand. It can turn their world I mean, over. I would love if the schools would do some of that. I would love if the schools did some of that, but I'm parents got to do it. But I understand a lot of kids don't have parents. Yeah. To teach them this, and and they have been. That's why I call it predatory. Oh, absolutely. Now you got to remember what the Bible says: the rich rules over the poor, the borrower is slave to the lender. Absolutely. And that's exactly where a lot of people find themselves slaves to the government or to the government-backed banks. Um, the rich rule over the poor, the borrower is slave of the lender. Um, that's uh, Proverbs 22, I believe. Yep. Psalm 37 tells us the wicked borrows but does not pay back, but the righteous is generous and gives. So think about it. The righteous is generous and gives. There are many people that would call this a Biden plan to cancel student debt, whether it's all of it or up to a certain point. Um, they call this a, a righteous cause to, to cancel this debt. Do you believe that? I mean, listen, think about it. Let's go to go to the Gospels. You've got Jesus in uh, Luke chapter seven, and and uh, maybe also in Matthew. I'm thinking, but in, in Luke chapter seven, you've got that man who owed a huge debt. I mean, and it was a huge number to his master, but the master forgave the debt. He had compassion on him, and then <laughs> that one that was forgiven went out and had somebody who owed him money, not even a whole lot of money. And he threw that person in jail for not paying the debt. You remember that? That's the parable of the, a lot of people call it the, uh, the unmerciful servant. I think it's in uh, Matthew and Luke. The unforgiving debtor. Um, so credit was given to the one who forgave the debt. So is this a righteous cause to forgive the debt? Again, it's uh, like, do you get credit for trying to solve a problem that you created? Because it's the government who created this problem. And now they want credit for solving it and want accolades for solving it or what they call solving it. Your thoughts? This is Greg, and I want you to know about my friend Jeff Harding and Alabama Reliable Roofing. Your local roofing expert since 1998, Alabama Reliable Roofing provides residential and commercial clients with exceptional roofing services. Jeff and his experienced team are well equipped to provide repairs and installations of shingle and metal roofs. Look, I know the importance of a roof and that it's one of the biggest investments you make in your home, place of business, or church facilities. Alabama Reliable Roofing understands this as well and has the experience to work with your insurance company in case of storm damage. So whether your roof has suffered from storm damage and needs repairs, or it just may be time for a new roof, you need an inspection to determine the next steps. Company owner Jeff Harding is waiting on your phone call and will be personally involved with every job. Call him at 205-369-9630 for a no-obligation conversation and a free estimate. Look at their work on the Alabama Reliable Roofing Facebook page and then call Jeff at 205-369-9630. Alabama Reliable Roofing, 
800-242-9630. And now, back to Priority Talk with Greg Davis. My life be like... Talking student debt here in the uh, second hour of Monday's program. And uh, thank you for being with us, 205-941-1011. Uh, these student debts. Now, we, we've established now that the student debt um, combined what's owed something like between $1.7 and $2 trillion in student loans. A massive number. You know, we throw around a trillion now like it's nothing. And uh, it's a total misnomer to say that we're just going to cancel the debt. You're, you're not canceling the debt. The The money was spent. It, it, it's been spent. It's, uh, it's money that was paid, and somebody's got to pay that bill. You can't just act like it didn't happen. These people went to college. Professors were paid. Meals were eaten. So on and so forth. Uh, we can't act like this didn't happen. But our country, uh, our government, and us as a people, we are addicted to debt. And it's unbiblical. The borrower is always slave to the lender. In fact, this is such a unique message today but that people don't know that, that a guy named Dave Ramsey, who used to air on this very station, uh, has made a fortune off of this <laughs> just telling people that debt is bad and how to get rid of it because people don't know they don't realize that the debt is bad no one's teaching that no one's telling that we live beyond our means so this i'm, I'm gonna call it two trillion okay it's close to that it's getting there is a huge huge number and it just trillion becomes meaningless to most of us it, it has 12 zeros behind it keep that in mind 12 a billion now we're talking trillion a billion is 1,000 millions I read that if you had a machine printing dollar bills and you printed a dollar every second 60 seconds a minute, 60 minutes in an hour, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. It would take you, that machine, it would take you over 31,000 years to print a trillion dollars. It's a huge number. And uh, some, some call it a righteous cause to cancel the student debt. And look, when you read the scripture, you do see where it's righteous. You get the uh, the parable of Jesus. All right, let's get to the phone here. I'm um, not, not sure who we've got, but uh, let me jump in here with you. Hey, this is Greg. We got you live on the air. Who am I speaking with? Greg, this is Melissa in Gardendale. All right, Melissa, go right ahead. You're using that scripture in the Bible, the guy that loaned the money to the guy he forgave Biden didn't give the money to the people. No, it, but it's the government that would be forgiving it, not Biden. Biden would just well, be the, the one who... not the government, the taxpayer. Yeah, us. no, I, I hear you. It's got to be paid back. It was the taxpayer. You're right, but he, he's the representative of the government. And, 
and I guess has the authority to do such. I don't know if he does or not. I'm sure to be challenged in court. Uh, but but you're right. I mean, I hear what you're saying. Um, but some people say it's a, a righteous cause to, uh, to to forgive debt. I guess I'd feel like if it's a righteous cause mm-hmm. and it's being done by the government, it should be done for everyone, not just those that didn't pay theirs. Now, there you we go. We paid our kids student loans, and I will be hot if they do all that. And I would think there'd be some lawsuits. People want some of their money back, even though it really is our money. Yep, I agree with you, and I think that I think you hit on the the key right there. Uh, is uh, is that you're not doing it for everyone, and and I think that's the key to it right there. Um, my, hus- my husband wants to say something to you. All right. Dennis. Hey, Greg. Yes. Uh, this is Dennis. Look, the way I see it is. About 50% of the people in this country did not go to college. Mm -hmm. Okay, either they couldn't afford to go to college or they weren't, you know, something happened, they couldn't do it. They went out and they started working. I do not feel like those 50% should cough up the money to pay for people that are getting a degree. Yep. You understand what I'm saying? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, the the debt's not being forgiven. Where the debt needs to be forgiven is from these universities that have these endowments. That's where they need to knock off a lot of the money. So you say they're they're sitting on big money. They could come off the big money and pay the government back the loans if they want to. That's right. Mm -hmm. People like Harvard and all these Ivy Leagues and these public universities that have these endowments, and they're getting very wealthy. If they want to forgive those kids' debts, great. Yep. But the taxpayer, no. Well, a lot of these I, colleges have become very wealthy because they've uh, they've they've run up their uh, tuition and all the the cost to go to college because it wasn't nobody was really paying the money anyway. You know. That's um, that's correct. And, and another that's group of people that you're correct. talking about are people that just didn't go to college because they said, you know what, uh, I don't want to I don't want to run up fifty thousand dollars in debt. I'll just go to work. <laughs> And, That's right. And they were smart enough not to go get themselves in debt and just go out and get to work. And so, That's it's right. yeah, you're right. Look, it's it's Robin Hood in, in reverse is what it is. <laughs> That's exactly right. Uh, I, I get you. But but I'm just trying to I'm trying to bring up the you. fact that some people call it a righteous cause. And so it's something we need to look at because it's easy to fall for that and just think, oh, oh well, yeah. this is righteous. Why, why shouldn't we do away with debt? That would help people out. Yeah. 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 Well, good one, Dennis. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, and Melissa. Okay, appreciate I you. Appreciate it. Yes, All right, we do. All right. Thanks. Thank you very much. Bye. Yep. He's bringing up some of the same points I, that I wanted to get to. Absolutely. But, you know, to, to mention that, you know, you talk about these major universities. 2018, University of Alabama, the Alumni Association alone contributed a total of $26 million to the school. $26 million mm-hmm. that they could, that could have gone to relieving student debt and everything else. Now, where all that goes, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm sure there's a good bit of it goes to scholarships and stuff like that. That's great. It does help the kids. It helped my daughter. But still, it's one of those things. Yeah. If, if if that's not being appropriated also to helping the student debt, I mean, come on. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So there's a lot of money there that could be moved around. So I think uh, what Dennis and Melissa, was it Melissa? Yeah, were saying 
was a uh, look if you if you cancel student loans where's my refund because we all got taxed for it some people are looking well they're looking for a refund look they say look i paid my way through college whether you paid it as you went like i did i paid for my college as i went i did too took me about eight years to get my bachelor's but i paid for it as i went um then i i paid for my master's as well and i did it as i went some people took loans and then paid them off uh and so and then some people saved and sent their kids to college. You know, they be, you began saving as soon as their children were born and uh, sacrificed and, uh, you know, put money aside or took money that could have been used for other things. And they paid for their kids to go to college. And now they look up and go, hey, I did it the right way. I didn't go into debt because I know the borrower is slave to the lender. And we did it the right way. And now we are punished for it. Because you are being punished for it. Because you're not getting a refund. Because well, the government, again, always looks at the American taxpayer as a blank check. Every time. So the, the money, though, you, the money is not forgiven. The money has already been spent. Oh, yeah. It just adds to our debt is what happens. It adds to our debt which is incredible in this country. Not on, now, we can look at the government and, um, and, and be critical, and, and we should be. Okay, There's plenty of room there for it. But we as individuals are addicted to debt, whether it's mortgages that we can't afford, vehicles we shouldn't afford. Um, Oh, hey, I've actually people heard, borrow money for for anything nowadays. I've actually heard it come out of people's mouths. Well, I'm going to be in debt the rest of my life anyway. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, really. Yeah. It's just like you're saying. The Bible says it's enslavement. Credit cards. I mean, come on. Uh, it, it is unbelievable. And I don't know. I don't know if this if this flowed top down, say like government down, or if this flowed from people up. I'm not sure. But we we have a debt problem uh in this country and we've had it for a long time now and this is just it's it's going to collapse on itself eventually it just can't continue you can't sustain the way it is it's it's a it's a bad model uh financially socially biblically it's a bad model and it's if it's a bad model it's going to have a bad end eventually all we're doing is just putting it off delaying it putting a band-aid on it that's all we're doing. I mean, we have a major problem right now with debt and, 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 and the, the country being in debt. And here we are wanting to throw another $2 trillion on it um, for people that um, didn't have to go into debt. They chose to. But again, I say the government created this student loan problem by offering predatory loans to young people and their, uh, and their gullible families who bought into this it's a it's a major issue and i don't in the world i don't see how i don't understand what biden and them are getting out of this it's not it's not a popular move to do this with with people across the board uh, it might be popular with some people who just only look out for themselves and it might be popular with them to think oh my debt's going to be wiped out Across the board, this is not a popular move. It's not progressive. It's regressive. And what Dennis was saying is that you're taking people who didn't go to college, 
who overall won't have the potential earning power. I know there's lots of exceptions, but if you look at the numbers, people that go to college make more money than people that don't go to college. So you're taking people who didn't go to college, who don't have the earning power that people who got went to college have, and you're making them pay off the debt for people that took the loans who make more money. I mean, you've got um, normal folks out here, hardworking folks who didn't go to country, uh, who didn't go to uh, to college, um, that are going to pay off the debts of lawyers and doctors and engineers and, and people like that, uh, who should be able to pay off their own debt. The problem is they, they require such a small payment. They, they drag this out over so, I mean, they tr- it's, they treat it, it's treated like a mortgage, really. They drag it out over so many years with the interest, you don't even realize how much money you're actually paying back. I know it, they say it's low interest, and I guess, uh, I guess it is comparatively to some other things like a credit card. But when you drag this out over so long, uh, that college education, I, for a lot of people, wasn't worth it. It wasn't worth what you spent on it. And that's why I say it's predatory. Well, here's my take on it as well. You mentioned Biden. The buck doesn't stop with him. It doesn't never stop with the, with the government. They kick the can down the road, proverbially. The other problem is, is that, it, and, and it tends to be more so with the Democrats every time around, they have a bad habit of trying to target college kids, high school kids, and young adults in, in the, up to their mid-20s, the early 30s, as being potentially great voters or a great voter base. When in actuality, that particular age range doesn't hardly ever vote at all. And it's your senior citizens who are most likely to vote. But the senior citizens have already figured out through experience of life that that's not the way to go. That's not the way to vote because they want to keep their property and everything they work for all their lives. Paul told us in 2 Corinthians, the children ought not lay up for the parents, but the parents for the children. And that's not what this does. Parents should provide for their children and not weigh them down in debt. And that's what we're doing with the government. We're just transferring the debt from one place to another. We're transferring it from the individual who took out the loan for whatever reason. And I still contend it's sort of a predatory system going on here. Because the way they present it, you you fill out this FAFSA and, hey, you've got this much money available to you. They don't explain that. And then they go, oh, great, I made so-and-so on the ACT. And they'll give me this much money. And then I've got access to this much money over here. And I can go to college. And they don't explain how much this is really going to cost you in the long run. And then you go in and get some kind of uh, degree that um, really doesn't provide a return, doesn't really qualify you to do anything. And uh, you get that degree, and then you come out of college, and you've got all this debt that you didn't really understand to begin with. Maybe now, then you get a little better understanding of it because it slaps you in the face. And you start realizing, I shouldn't even have went to college anyway. And then how many people took out loans to go to college and didn't even finish college? Went and partied for a year. Yep. And dropped out and owe, and owe a year's worth of money. This It's just a bad deal. It's regressive in that you've got, it's, it's Robin Hood in reverse. But look, our politicians, to a great degree, they believe in that. They, It's no different than the lottery or gambling. It's, it's. It's it's regressive. It it's it's people that can least afford it, paying for people who can most afford it, and that's exactly what this is. No different than what a lottery is. 
And you can say, well, lottery is a choice. You can do it or not do it. Well, so is getting a loan. But it's predatory. And gambling is predatory, just like these student loans are predatory in nature. But I'm telling you, listen, you're going to hear that this is a righteous cause to forgive these loans. It's a righteous cause. And so you better be thinking about why this isn't or isn't a righteous cause and understand the bigger picture. All right, 10 till, let's take a break. Fox Mortgage, NMLS, 184-762. Jim Corey, NMLS, 212-055. Six years ago was my opportunity to get the first loan through Fox Mortgage and Jim. He was able to get me a pretty decent rate at the time. And six years later, I'm looking at a refi. Gary talks about his mortgage experience working with Fox Mortgage President Jim Corey. I was actually with a military-friendly banking institution and was going with them initially. And then I had an issue with trying to track down a VA certificate of eligibility. And I called Jim's office. When I asked him the question, he says, well, any reason you're not going with me again? So I said, well, I, I thought I got the best rate. And he says, well, let me let me check. So he, he checked, and he actually beat the rate that I was currently thinking that it couldn't be beat. So he's a repeat performer. Uh, he's phenomenal in everything he does. He keeps the ball rolling. I can't say enough about how pleasant the experience was. He made everything easy. We went through and closed in less than 30 days. Hi, I'm Jim Corey, president of Fox Mortgage. I'm ready to help you with your mortgage needs. Call now, 661-6868. Fox Mortgage, where we're quick as a fox. Fox Mortgage president Jim Corey, he's the longest running advertiser with Crawford Broadcasting. Been on the air since 1992. And so whether his clients are looking for their dream home or refinancing, Jim and his team will work to find you the right loan program at the lowest rate. Let them go to work for you. Call them today at 205-661-6868. That's Fox Mortgage, quick as a fox, at 205-661-6868. Hey, Priority Talk listeners, Greg Davis here, and I want to tell you about the newest sponsor to the show, and that's Pesty.com. Pesty.com is pest control just done better. Pesty.com uses pro-grade formulas to defend your home against all kinds of pests and it's delivered directly to your door. It's easy to use and safe for the kids and pets. And at one quarter of the cost of traditional pest control companies, it's a no-brainer. Pesty.com is backed by 100% satisfaction guarantee. That means if you're not satisfied, they'll refund your money 100%. So check them out at Pesty.com. That's P-E-S-T-I-E.com. And protect your home or business this season. Make sure you use the promo code GREG at checkout. That's Pesty.com and use the promo code G-R-E-G at checkout to save 10% off your order. Hello, I'm Ted Baer, publisher of MovieGuy.org and a real to real. And I want to commend Greg Davis of Priority Talk. Great program. And you're listening to Priority Talk right now. The part of the debt that really has to frustrate you is just that we immediately teach our kids as soon as they graduate high school that you should be going into debt. It's just the wrong lesson to teach. 
And uh, again, that's what makes it predatory, in my opinion. Um, but people um, fall for it. They fall into it. Now, there are some people who student loans work out for them and they're smart enough to realize what they're doing and they go into a career that would enable them to pay back their loans. You know, debt is not a sin. It's not always a bad thing, but you but you are a slave and you want to get out 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 from under it as quickly as you possibly can. But debt there's there's a good debt when when it um, can allow you to um, to produce more than you owe. Uh, it, it can be a good debt. You know, there, there's a, um, a you know a principle of uh, appreciating and depreciating. And in college, if if done right, can be an appreciating value. Um, but you have to figure all that stuff out. And parents, you have to help your kids do that. I mean, I told both my kids, I said, look, I, I, I'm not going to send you to college to go get some degree that's meaningless. You can go, go to work. <laughs> like my you, degree in underwater basket weaving. You'd be better off to going out and work for four years and make some money, although maybe it's not a lot of money, but at least you're ahead instead of behind four years from now. At least you've made something. You've got to get a degree that has a, a value that will uh, be worthy of the uh, the cost and the effort that uh, that it takes to get it. You know, it's like a you know honestly like a, a car is bad debt. It de- it depreciates in value. It's not good debt. A house can be can be good debt because houses typically do appreciate in value. They go up in value. Okay, it's 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 depending on the market. All debt's sort of bad, but I'm saying there's some that's not as bad as others. And right now, man, cars. I mean, look, if you can go out and if you're just a normal Joe like you know like we are, and you can go out and pay forty-five thousand dollars for a used vehicle, I'm talking like a 2016 or 17 with a hundred and something thousand miles for forty-five thousand dollars. I'm just telling you that ain't wise. <laughs> It's not wise. You're going you're gonna to regret that down the road. And, and I know that's what they cost, and I know you may be in a position, uh, but more, you know, find something that costs 10 or 15. Yeah, I know it's not as nice, and, and those aren't even as nice as they were a year or two ago. You could buy a decent used car a couple of years ago for 10 or $15,000. Now you'd be, it's a beater. But to be $45,000 in debt with something that won't be worth anything in a few years, it'll be worthless except for how many miles you can get it to chug on down the road. That's not a smart lesson either to teach your kids. So we've got to start dealing with debt in this country. And I think we're up to, you know, what, 30 trillion or so, something like that. And if we forgive this 2 trillion in student debt, it's just more we add to the number. And um, look, we shouldn't be doing that. We, we shouldn't, children shouldn't lay up for their parents, parents for their children. And unfortunately, the generations ahead of us, the last 30, 40 years especially, have, uh, have left a massive amount of debt and it's snowballing on top of us right now. And uh, this student debt is just an example of that, quite honestly. It's snowballing and it's not sustainable. All right, we'll be back on Tuesday, everybody. God bless you. Have a great evening.